0: I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So let's open with some hype drags. Oh boy! What you got? I got um, Jawan Howard, Juwan uh, who Howard. you might remember from a um, largely unremarkable NBA career and being part of Michigan's Fab Five back in the day. Yeah. You remember, you know, uh, Chris Webber uh, traveled and then called a timeout that didn't exist. <laughs> 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 That is the (laughs) legacy of the Fab (laughs) Five, unfortunately. It's too bad. It was a really good team. But uh, Jawan Howard has been named the new men's basketball coach at uh, Michigan, Um, which is cool because Jawan Howard is cool. Yeah. Jawan Howard rules. Uh, He's been an assistant in Miami for a while under Eric Spolestra. Spolstra. 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 You see? This, Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Eric Spolstra. See? This is why we don't allow me to say names. <laughs> but now but now he's the head coach at Michigan, which is kind of cool. Um, it's Neat side note to all this is that this makes Michigan the only team where um, both the football and the men's basketball team are coached by alumni.
1: Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. So what's, what's the drag to this hype drag?
0: Um, who's going to be the pretend coach of the Lakers next year? <laughs> So Frank
1: Vogel is the he's the shadow coach. No, mm-hmm. he's not the shadow. He's the he's the coach in name. LeBron James and maybe Jason Kidd are the shadow coaches. Right, like they are the ones controlling everything. It's a it's a bad time to be a Lakers fan, <laughs> and also good because you have LeBron. We have LeBron James. So, <laughs> like, how bad can it be, really?
0: Yeah, I mean, Frank Vogel's job is now to um, wear a suit, stand on the sidelines, and hold a whiteboard. And pretend to draw plays on it.
1: And the Lakers thing is they're terrible. Yeah. No, they yeah. kind of <laughs> suck,
0: actually. <laughs> they're
1: not just like terrible uh, in basketball, terrible. Because, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that doesn't mean too much. <laughs> but they're bad in like evil ways where like Magic Johnson is just shitting all over <laughs> them. And um, didn't
0: he? Was he yelling about Palinka? Yeah. Like uh, on TV recently? Yeah, he yeah. went
1: on First Take. Uh, he went on all those shows and basically just called out rob Polinka for being a snake uh for being two-faced and i believe it because rob Polinka, if you remember in 2003 was very close to his client kobe bryant as kobe bryant's legal team doxed his victim <laughs> so imagine a person involved in something so fucking heinous and then also the hiring of jason kidd a do- someone who's had his problems with domestic abuse mm-hmm Clearly, Rob Palenka is a piece of shit, <laughs> so there's nothing good morally about the Lakers.
0: Well, didn't – and, like, look, so Magic's gone, right? Magic is no longer part of the – Magic
1: is as gone as anyone
0: can be. <laughs> right, but then, like, so he's gone, and he went on the air and said all this shit, and then LeBron sort of backed him up, too, as I recall.
1: Uh, I actually didn't see that, yeah. but I believe like, it.
0: I wouldn't say, like, not explicitly. He was, wasn't like, yeah, magic is totally right about all of this, and this is ex- in this, these exact words. But it seemed it seemed like he was like, yeah, it seems correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Palenka. He's evil, dude. He's not a good person. <laughs> 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 like, if he, he looks like a... He's, he's like... If Rob Lowe were playing a villain, <laughs> that's 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 Rob Palenka.
0: Has that happened? Has uh, Rob, Rob Lowe ever played a villain?
1: Was he villainous in The West Wing?
0: I don't know. I never actually. I have actually never seen The West Wing.
1: I haven't watched enough of The West Wing, so I don't mm. know if he did a turn. It's just you can't watch too much Sorkin because it's all the same shit. Wait,
0: wasn't Rob Lowe the bad guy in Wayne's World?
1: Yeah, oh, he was the bad guy in Tommy Boy. <laughs> That's right. He was a fucking villain the whole fucking 90s. He spent the
0: entire 90s as a villain, and we're like,
1: what's he ever a villain? I oh, don't
0: know. <laughs> because yeah. everything else he's done is like, look at this g- adorable doofus. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, Well, Rob Lowe did Parks and Rec, which, like, changed a lot for <laughs> what I thought of Rob Lowe. He really,
0: really influenced public perception <laughs> of himself by, yeah. like, being on Parks and Rec. yeah. What was the character's name? I don't even remember it anymore. It was just just Rob Rob Lowe to me. It was just Rob Lowe. Honestly, a lot of the characters on that show are just the actors to me. Except for Nick Offerman, who now every time I see him, like, it's Ron Swanson. Yeah. Like... Aziz Ansari, like, oh, Tom. Tom Haverford. Tom Haverford. I, I
1: actually, like, associate Aziz with that name because it's, like, the whitest name ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was from South Carolina. I don't yeah, know. he's, a, yeah,
1: it's a, it's a pretty good character.
0: <laughs> Tom Haverford was a good character. Ron Swanson, I, I don't know, I like the Ron Swanson character, but I do not get the Ron Swanson worship that has come out of all of that. I think it's
1: weird anytime anyone worships a libertarian <laughs> a little <laughs> I strange i don't because although i wouldn't say what rob swanson actually portrays as an actual libertarian no like in, in the, maybe maybe i don't know maybe i'm well i never get i was about to say maybe i'm giving libertarianism too much credit i was like <laughs> no i'm never giving them credit but i don't think he is like this and rand weirdo who was born rich (laughs) no like
0: like a lot of his character choices kind of fly in the face of that but on his face he's this dude who's like i'm gonna actively make it harder for everyone else to do their job yeah because i don't think their jobs are dumb also i eat eggs
1: and he's a very bacon and eggs yeah yeah, all of the bacon and eggs and he's a very thoughtful um empathetic human being which libertarians are not generally are it's not no literally being a libertarian means being the shittiest version of a person and being the most selfish shitty version of a human being that you could be in society
2: yeah
0: now being a libertarian is showing up to a cancer ward and be like them's the brakes and taking off
2: <laughs> oh,
0: i want to shut this cancer ward down <laughs> you're taking taxpayer dollars <laughs> god ew libertarians are terrible
1: libertarians are the worst people
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're a libertarian stop <laughs> consider other things try something new yeah uh, <laughs> this time drag one out of control yeah, it really did we got way off base you know who likes to hang out with libertarians i heard who kevin durant
1: no he doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> likes to hang out in san francisco which is home base for libertarians no it's not
1: <laughs> that's the opposite of these things <laughs>
0: Well, he yeah. likes being around Silicon Valley, and that is home base for libertarians.
1: Not home base; it's like a, it's like a weird kind of. Yeah, there's libertarians in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Lots of them. There's a, quite a few of them, but they generally stay inside. <laughs> Their votes don't count. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> I did not know you were pro-voter suppression.
1: I'm pro-libertarians <laughs> not fucking voting. <laughs>
0: that's a waste of taxpayer money, so why would they do it?
1: (laughs) Kevin Durant, though, has nothing to do with Libertarians. (laughs) And has everything to do with um, being injured and not playing right now. That's
0: true. And uh, with him injured and not playing, the Warriors proceeded to hand the Blazers their ass in four games. Yeah,
1: they've transformed into the old Warriors. Uh, The one that we didn't think... Like, two or three months ago... We didn't think those warriors existed anymore. Actually, it was like three weeks ago, or I guess as short ago as when KD got injured. We were we as a sports watching public were like, "Oh, I don't think the Warriors can beat a team without KD."
0: No, we all just assumed that he was the new most important thing.
1: Yeah, because we're so far gone from the Warriors being the Warriors from like 2016, 2015, that like we forgot that they could just do that. And then they did it. Yeah. And we we're like, oh shit, they're very good. Trayvon Green is very good. Yeah. It turns, out... <laughs> it turns out he's very, very good.
0: You know, it's it's funny to learn that um when Russell Westbrook called KD a cupcake, yeah. He would have been just as right saying he's just the fucking icing on the cupcake. He really is just the <laughs> icing
1: on a cupcake. Yeah. He's like KD is like the icing on a cupcake that like there's so much of it that like it, it's actually exhausting having a either like shovel off the icing or eat it like you just you want to get around it but you know it's really good because you (laughs) kind of want it but it's there's
0: so much and it's just at this point it's just in the way and you're getting in the
1: way of the cake which you don't really want either (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like holy shit and then once you get to the cake you're like oh it's actually pretty good the whole time yeah without all this fucking icing (laughs) turns out it was an
0: extremely well made cupcake yeah you know really really good on its own didn't could have been have you considered opening a muffin shop?
1: Way too much. <laughs> Way too much icing, though. Way too much
0: icing. Right, so KD's been gone f- what, since basically the Blazers series started, uh, out with a calf injury. Um, and this has, of course, now that they've smoked the Blazers, resulted in a bunch of people being like, do the Warriors even need Kevin Durant? So do the Warriors need Kevin Durant? Um, Yes and no. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, I,
1: I think that Ke- the Kevin Durant makes them a better team. I think that they are a more balanced team. They have a more balanced attack, but when it, but he definitely takes away their ability to be the exciting, likable, almost lovable warriors mm-hmm. that we remember. The 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 pick and roll warriors like the the heavy ball movement just the very very exciting situations that they get themselves into where they where they fall behind by 10 points going into the half or going into the second half and then come out in the third quarter and just like go on a 25 to nothing run just because they feel like because <laughs> they wanted to <laughs> that's the warriors that it unlocks not having kd
0: yeah And they're fun as honestly, they're fun as shit. Like watching that Blazers series was really enjoyable, and they did kind of did that thing in the fourth quarter of uh, Game Four, where it looked like the Blazers were gonna go ahead and peel one game off at home, and then go back to Golden State and probably get their asses kicked. But get the one, and then suddenly the old school Warriors came out to play. See what I did there with the movie references? Yeah, the Warriors
1: come out and play. Yeah. 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 Alright, just making sure everyone's paying attention,
0: because yeah. I definitely... Well, I, you know, yeah. eh, I suck. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm from the Bay, I've heard that one before. <laughs> um, um,
1: Not the home of libertarians. <laughs> how dare you? Some libertarians, though.
0: A lot of NIMBYs. A lot of NIMBYs. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, ooh, NIMBYs, we'll libertarians. What We'll do, a, a, how, of we'll do a political and housing <laughs> podcast one day, and I'll get
1: real into this. But yeah, right we should, now, actually. No. I bet
0: there's a way to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, record it and give it a name and put it on SoundCloud. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this podcast is about a
2: lot of things.
0: (laughs) But Yeah, so like, and then the Warriors just came out in game four and basically just got game four, fourth quarter of game four, and just beat the shit out of the Blazers, forced overtime, and then just beat them up in overtime. Yeah. That was it.
1: Worth noting, um, that game four, which resulted in a sweep, was had one of, some of the highest ratings of any Western Conference finals in recent memory. Yeah, that tracks. Which is, it, people want to see this version of the Warriors. I I wouldn't say I hate the Warriors. I dislike them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, say, I cannot consider them an actual um, rival of the Lakers or my basketball just fandom in
0: general well the lakers no longer have a rival because they're
1: terrible i hate you Uh, (laughs) um but anyways i it makes it just the way that they play when they're playing like this makes them so much more fun and watchable i will watch a blowout if the warriors are gonna play like that if they're gonna play this brand of warriors basketball which is the brand that the whole fucking country fell in love with like three or four years ago Five or six years ago, actually, now that I think about it, uh, yeah, if that's if that's the if that's the brand of basketball they're gonna bring, I will watch.
0: I think that game was the first one in history where a um, pair of teammates, in this case, uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, both registered a triple double in the same playoff game. Fuck yeah, I might not have that stat totally right. It might be one of those things, but it's like first time in the uh, Western Conference Finals when Game Four was played on a Thursday but you know yeah
1: i leave it to draymond green to be a part of like some kind of like weird statistical not anomaly but feat where he you remember when he almost had a quadruple double yeah. but he missed it on points
0: yeah. <laughs> he had double digits blocks, <laughs> rebounds, assists, and didn't get to 10 he had, points. He had nine points or something. He had like seven or nine yeah. points.
1: Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. He's the only
0: guy who can do that. Yeah. With these sirens that. pass. Yeah. 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 That's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> we live in a city. There's nothing to be done.
1: We're on John Street. So.
0: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes sirens go by. It's fine. But anyways,
1: Draymond Green, not a great dude, but the player Draymond Green when he's on, oh my god, like he does so much awesome shit for his team, like he objectively incredible.
0: Well, one of the things I liked about, I've actually enjoyed about Draymond Green the last week or so is somebody asked him about like his. um, They saw they like they basically asked him like, we've seen a change in your relationship with referees. Can you speak to that? He was like, yeah, I realized I was just being a dick. Oh, yeah, and nice. uh, Yeah, and he's like, I decided to, like, not do that anymore. Like, I still talk to referees, but I'm trying to, you know, regulate yeah. my tone, which is great. <laughs>
1: like, Maybe don't get teed up all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he hasn't, he, and the, the thing is, he hasn't been getting teed up the way he used to yeah. um, lately. Like, the numbers bear this out. He has not been drawing a bunch of technical fouls. And I think probably in no small part is because he's changed the way he talks to, uh, talks to referees. mm
1: so Warriors incredible without KD. Um, we don't know better is like objectively better. Probably not. Uh,
0: no, probably not. But m- more entertaining, certainly. Yeah, you know who doesn't like any of this? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant does not <laughs> care for. <it.
1: laughs> uh, he doesn't like it when 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 Seth Curry says shit like that.
0: Right. So tell me about the Seth Curry thing because this is the first. The first I heard about it was when you mentioned it today.
1: So Seth Curry last week said that the Warriors are harder to guard without Kevin Durant on the court. Which, that seems
0: wrong, but okay.
1: And Kevin Durant replied very upset, <laughs> as, as you'd imagine. I don't ex- remember what he said. It's just funny. He what did just, he
0: use? Friendster?
1: Uh, <laughs> it was probably on Instagram. It's I probably on Instagram. The place that he lurks the most.
0: Kevin he, Durant exists on basketball courts, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Yeah. If I had really terrible things to say about KD, he'd probably reply to me on a burner and call me a fucking idiot. Yeah. which he's done before. <laughs> he's, 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 I mean, he's, he's off the burners now. Like, he's just completely, like, whatever, dude, I'll shit on you, like, on my actual, like, Instagram handle.
0: He's the most online athlete, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can think he's of the most else. millennial. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we've had this discussion about like how he's the most millennial because he boosts
2: yeah we, up have, people we on have the internet and yeah. like
1: legitimately one of the top three players in the game right now, um, and just cannot handle criticism. <laughs> he cannot. Uh, he also he also has been getting into arguments with basically anyone that'll criticize yeah. him on Instagram.
0: It's yeah, fun. most recently uh, Chris Pressard tweeted about him, which. Chris Broussard included the line, like, is this the, like, in reference to um, the Warriors sweeping the Blazers, is this Kevin Durant's worst nightmare? Which, that might be a little excessive, Chris, but it's, but KD, of course, instantly responded and, like, got into a Twitter fight with Chris Broussard, because apparently he has nothing better to do.
1: Well, no, because he's injured and just kind of sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) But KD was like, oh, it's, like, far from my worst nightmare. (laughs) You know what you do if it was far from your worst nightmare? Not reply. Yeah. They yeah, just
0: are like this is dumb whatever. It. Yeah.
1: it seems like it's actually close to maybe not your worst nightmare but a nightmare. Yeah.
0: You clearly didn't <laughs> want this because now you're getting real defensive about it. There's no
1: way I I feel if I was in Kevin Durant's shoes, I would be beefing with Rando's too. I I don't I don't know what it's like to like have a thousand people criticize you and shit on you on the internet.
0: Every day. <laughs> no, I have no so, idea. <laughs> I, will not,
1: I can only imagine I would respond poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine I would do a lot of the things KD does and more. I would probably stick to burner accounts, though. Probably a little bit slicker about uh, Uh, asking my identity. KD doesn't do that anymore. Seventeen-year-olds Instagram.
0: KD just like will get right up in your mentions if you say anything mean about him.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think? Do it? Are they better without him? Are they worse?
0: They're more enjoyable without him. Yeah. Um. Like, because the the problem with KD and the warriors is that the warriors pre KD were entirely team basketball oriented and Steph Curry hucks up 30 foot three pointers and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And the warriors with KD can do that thing, but they can also just like dump the ball to Durant and be like go score iso ball man and they do that a yeah. lot because it's a real turns out it's actually a really good strategy cuz Kevin Durant is an extremely good basketball player. Yeah. Um so they're less fun, but they're not better.
1: Yeah, they I th- I think it takes away from the fun of Warriors games like in the regular season where they all used to be very very fun to watch cuz they do mm-hmm. crazy stuff Curry shit, Clay Thompson shit. And then you get go to their regular season games and like KD is like whittling you down <laughs> with yeah. like iso ball and it just kind of is an older style of basketball that like we don't want to subscribe to when we're watching a random Warriors game. I'm sure Warriors fans like it cuz they're going to take a W no matter what. But I'd rather they do the old shit. Yeah. And apparently we're going to probably get that next season. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, it's like, so it's like watching a, uh, watching a TV series that, say, is maybe set in some sort of medieval times. Maybe involves a game, possibly for a throne. Hard to know, really. And yeah. there's a battle scene in a castle. And the old warriors... Are, I think this is like, Homeland you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Homeland, but okay. I'm not sure. But, like, the old warriors and, like, the warriors we just watched in the Blazers game are like, what if a team of ninja assassins murdered all the soldiers on the wall all at once and everyone's like, holy shit, what just happened? And KD is just, like, the roll up a battering ram to the gates and smash it against the gates for a while. And yeah. then the gates fall down and then your army goes in there and it's over. Yeah, the exact plot of
2: Bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: true yeah. i remember that episode <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> i just
1: tried, i'm like i don't know why i
0: said that <laughs> it was I really thought, it was I very funny, funny. <laughs> it was it was funny it was funny it had nothing to do with this conversation at all <laughs> we're just having one of those episodes um yeah and yeah, like it's out here uh, it's also it's just funny to me to like Watch this happen. It's Like, to see Golden State just roll out there, still be, like, not as good, but really fucking good, and probably still the best team in the NBA, and walk all over Portland that is a very good basketball team, yeah. and um, do it without who is the guy who is ostensibly their best player, and then see that guy get really mad about insinuations that maybe he's not that important to this, to the success of this particular unit of players. Yeah. And you know what, man? Like, maybe he's not. Like, maybe he's not the key cog. But he is. He made them better. There's no arguing that. Yeah. But maybe he's not as significant as um, he's been made out to be.
1: Yeah. It's like he's a chainsaw, but the job doesn't necessarily require a chainsaw. And all the other tools don't necessarily help with cutting down trees.
0: Exactly. All the other
1: tools are like drills and (laughs) and wrenches and you know things that can work together in synergy somehow and then you also have a chainsaw while awesome and amazing and powerful and
0: can do a lot of shit It does not
1: not really the thing that you want it
0: does not help you
1: particular squad of tools no
0: it's not the thing that's going to help you build the futon you got at ikea like yeah it's just not useful I mean, it'll help me. I can get the box
1: open. I guess with the fucking chainsaw, I'd be stupid, but I'll do it. It will open the box. I paid a lot of money for the chainsaw, I I use the fucking chainsaw somehow. Got it out and everything. Yep.
0: Full of gas now. Like I got it. Like I got it right there. I'm gonna have to use it, or this like, or so everyone's gonna make a lot of fun of me for not using the chainsaw that I brought.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I took this chainsaw from Oklahoma City where they really, really needed this chainsaw so I could build my Ikea couch. So I'm going to open the box with it. That's what Golden State did with
0: Kevin Durant. This is my favorite metaphor of all
2: time. Ugh.
0: And then... Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah, Kevin Durant <laughs> is fighting with everybody, especially Chris Broussard, who, and I cannot stress this enough, Chris Broussard looks like Andre 3000 is a low-level Wall Street trader. He looks like a person who was caught up in the college admissions scandal. That's a terrible... Nah, that's bad. He's not good. He's terrible. Does he
1: specifically look like a, a sitcom mob? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's...
0: I had I had like a thing I was gonna go down with that, but just no. That's 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 not true. And I t- yeah, fuck it. Oh well. Um, he is like a dude with like really like weird conservative values
1: when it comes to like uh, gay marriage and stuff. I think he's had a lot of uh really terrible opinions which led him to not be with espn anymore that makes why he's with the absolute the absolute shit show of a network somehow worse than espn (laughs) fs1 oh god yeah (laughs) because if like i guess if you take a shitty news thing and you want to make it shittier you just put fox in there and they'll figure it out so Um, what you're
0: saying is chris broussard's uh professional track is going to make him uh the chairman of housing and urban development at some point yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess.
1: <so. laughs> did i ever tell you I hate libertarians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck libertarians.
1: Worst fucking people. Yeah. This is so dumb. They think they're so clever, too. It's a fucking <laughs> thing. Like, they're like, well, I only care about things that affect me and my family. How much money did you grow up with? That's what I thought. A lot. A lot. <laughs> lot. Shitloads. I just got my degree and got a big job out of college. Why can't you? Did your dad give you that job? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, we yeah. all, we all, we none of us could really have what we wanted growing up, you know. Like, I only, I got a used BMW 3 Series. It wasn't even new.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, what, what, what is this, Dad?
1: <laughs> my dad didn't give me my job. My dad's friend Arthur gave me <laughs> my job. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not rich. He only has. He only makes three hundred thousand a year. That's the poverty line, right? <laughs> uh, we are out
0: there today. What are you supposed to do with anything less than two hundred grand a year? Like, how are you going to have a second home? Like, don't, when are you going to your second home? By the way, like, I imagine you need a vacation. Are you going to just take the boat out?
1: When we go on vacation, we go. We just buy a house somewhere and live there for three days and then sell it.
0: It's usually appreciated in value by that time, you yeah. know. Even if it hasn't, you know, whatever, it's worth it. Just common
1: libertarian <laughs> practices. So anyways, this is all sports are bad.
0: Also, all society is also bad. Because yeah. uh, this is definitely... Actually, I'm going to take a moment here, because this has gone way off the rails, to reiterate a key point of this show. Sports are a reflection of society, and society's fucked. And do something about it.
1: Yeah. That's essentially, like, one of our things. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's our main thing, is that sports suck and they matter, that they suck because they reflect the world that sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. They're a, they're a huge important part of our culture and if we allow them to be shitty, we're allowing our actual culture to be shitty. Yeah. And that's something that's worth fighting against even when it's something as dumb as whether or not we're handling the rules of a game correctly. Yeah. We need to do better. God yeah. damn it.
1: I mean, like, a social issue that exists in sports is important because it exists in the real world, too. <laughs> and people feel that like it's not it's unimportant because it only exists in sports. Or that they feel that it only does actually exist in sports when it's not true. This is just stuff that's mirrored everywhere else. And we decide to talk about it in this intersection.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this has been our mission statement in the middle of an episode that was otherwise us just yelling bullshit about TV shows and Kevin Durant. Um, I'm trying to make fun of who's Chris not, a not, a <laughs> not a libertarian, not a libertarian,
1: not a libertarian,
0: not a libertarian. As far as we know, do we have any proof that he's not a libertarian? Um, I'm just gonna say no. I mean, it seems un- it seems really <laughs> it's be unlikely. A hard no. <laughs> seems really unlikely. All right, we'll yeah. just ass- we'll say he's not until proven otherwise. I've never seen him.
1: Hang out with Gordon Hayward So I imagine no <laughs> So yeah Kevin yeah. Durant though uh, <laughs> And the Warriors <laughs> They're having a thing Yeah, having a p- little Situation um, it, It's obvious Katie's leaving
0: Oh yeah he's gone He's absolutely gone The and... Onion
1: had a great Had a great headline Where it was Employee in his last days Is using up his sick leave <laughs> <laughs> Before quitting <laughs>
0: <laughs> which fair enough
1: that's what katie is doing right now
0: yeah he's like i got all this vacation time and yeah i'm just gonna use it now and then i'm quitting on this day so i might show up for my last day but i uh, whatever before he goes to new york i guess without zion everyone's saying new york it makes, makes new york makes sense like i see like i could absolutely see him going to new york um just because he's looking for like the guy wants to be a mogul and an icon and like This is the same, it's kind of the same thing that Carmelo Anthony did where he wanted to be a mogul and an icon. So he wanted to be a Nick. So that's where he wanted to go.
1: And it's like, that's a market that they treat their superstars really well, especially if they're not exactly superstars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jeremy Lin was a God (laughs) for a good three weeks there. I was stoked for Jeremy Lin. Every other Asian American was, was lit. The city of New York was basically, they were literally recording songs about him.
0: Yeah. And then Carmelo came back and was like, I don't like him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. It went, it went south for a number of reasons. <laughs> maybe it was like, maybe Jeremy Lynn wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> but in that time, it was fucking awesome.
0: No, it was extreme. Lynn's sanity was one of the most fun, like like, brief set of time in basketball that I've seen in a while.
1: My favorite is uh, during the height of Lynn's sanity, um, uh, the Knicks come in to, come into town and play the Lakers. And Kobe Bryant is fielding all of these questions like, oh, are you like, well, how are you going to handle Jeremy Lynn? Blah, blah, blah. Jeremy Lynn this, Jeremy Lynn that. And Kobe goes, I don't know who he is. And I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Kobe. You study everything. You study everything about that... everyone. You know who Jeremy Lynn is. You idiot
0: that's an extremely kobe answer though like just dismissive immediately
1: and and lynn torched them oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) lynn torched them it's fucking great and then lynn played for the lakers for a little bit after (laughs) that
0: with kobe he was on the rockets for a minute where's he at now do you know uh toronto toronto good for him i don't think he gets minutes but he gets no he gets some minutes okay not a lot of them but he does
1: I see a lot of zeros next to his name in the, uh, yeah.
0: I, mean, I think, kinda, like, like, I think kind of what happened to him is, like, one, he obviously has gotten older since the insanity because that was a while ago. Yeah, I think and,
1: he's 35, 36 now.
0: Yeah, he's getting up there. And he's also, um, I think, like, his game as he, um, kind of became more of a presence in the league, it's sort of like that thing where a relatively unheralded prospect comes up in baseball and nobody really knows how to pitch to him. So they keep throwing to his hot zones. Yeah. And, um, and, to, and like the second, like once that scouting report gets finished, like that three weeks to a month of them just having a dream, dream career just goes yeah. right out the window.
1: Yeah. And um, I think like he just happened to be in New when he was in New York during that time, um, a bunch of stars in New York got injured. And the personnel that they had were, was perfect for him as a point guard. Yeah. Because he was like a slashing facilitator. Mm-hmm. And no, he was cutting. He was just driving to the bucket. He have yeah. the exact, like, people around him to, to like, make his game shine the most. And make everyone else's game shine around him. Mm-hmm. And then I guess when Amari came back, when... Um,
0: when when Melo came back. Came when back, the when the like, ball stopped moving, basically. Yeah, it was like, yeah.
1: you don't necessarily need this uh, this this slashing point guard to take over and like have the ball for that long. So that was unfortunate, but you know, Lynn Sanity was what it was.
0: Hey man, he made a decent career out of it and I'm all for that. Yeah. Like good for him. Yeah. Good work, my guy.
1: Good good for Asian Americans. <laughs> <laughs> good for representation.
0: Absolutely. Anyway, so more basketball stuff. Uh the draft lottery happened. We didn't cover this last week, right after because I thought it was right after it happened, but we didn't get to it. We had other stuff we were doing. Um and the Pelicans won. So they're gonna get Zion, apparently. Yeah. Oh, one million percent they're gonna get it. It'd be weird for them not
1: to get Zion.
0: Because yeah. their only other option is to trade the pick or do something unbelievably stupid,
1: like trade the pick. <laughs> <laughs> Trading the pick is dumber. Is the dumbest thing you could do? Because like, who do you get if you trade the pick? I don't know. Is there someone out
0: there? No, nobody like nobody's um, doing anything like demanding to go to uh, New Orleans. Like say, <laughs> Anthony Davis is demanding to leave New Orleans.
2: Go to LA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, this uh, Zion thing has not ma- as apparently not made Anthony Davis any more interested in being in New Orleans either. Yeah, which it... is kind of unfortunate. But
1: yeah, I want the Lakers to get Anthony Davis, but it looks like it's going to come at a cost of like basically losing the core. Yeah. Which means that Zion has a chance to play with, like, Lonzo and Kuzma and Josh Hart. Well, and, like, and you probably
0: have to give them this year's number four pick. Like, oh, yeah, that's give the Pels... definitely the big thing in that. Because yeah.
1: no one's valuing Lonzo Ball as much as they used to. And Brandon Ingram has blood clots right now, so it's kind
0: of a weird situation. Oh, that sucks. I didn't yeah. know that. That's that's horrible. Yeah, not that's a good bad. scenario for
1: Brandon Ingram. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so, basically, the Pels would end up with Zion, the number four overall, and the Lakers' young players... And the Lakers end up with Anthony Davis and LeBron and other people?
1: Yeah. Well, whoever they decide to sign in the offseason around them, they can build yeah. another uh, monstrosity team full of assholes and jackoffs offs and see, of where, see how that works again. Oh, like the 2016 Cavaliers. <laughs> or the 2018 Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> they can get a Rondo type of situation. A Lance Stevenson type of situation. A Javel McGee type of situation. Oh, so
0: all the players they already have,
1: and a Reggie—they're no, not—they're all on one-year deals. So oh, are no, they? No, yeah, oh, all, I
2: didn't know they're, that.
1: They're, they are off the books. They have another clean slate to work with.
2: no well, maybe Almost
1: they can. Almost as if they saw that this might happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe they can sign Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like this whole draft ca- class actually looks really good. Um, like, there's a lot of really highly rated prospects. Um, Jean Morant. Is the consensus number two. He was one of the leading scorers in NCAA history. Um, RJ Barrett was Zion Williamson's uh, teammate yeah. at Duke, um, and he's unpolished and actually he was he was thought to be like a legitimate contender for the number one pick pre pre the yeah. season, and is now consensus number three, um, which is as much a reflection of the improvements of Zion and Ja Morant as it is his own demonstration of a certain lack of polish. Um
1: and he's projected to go to the Knicks, right?
0: Yeah, I think so, which that's not going to be good for him. So, RJ Barrett is your is my current probably going to tank choice. Um because he's going to end up on a fucking dysfunctional franchise. And he needs, the guy needs work. He's very yeah. talented. Like, do not, don't, do not get me wrong. He's very talented and he could be a very good basketball player, but that's a really bad situation. Yeah.
1: And the Knicks already have a Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that, they, yeah. that They're going to waste that <laughs> potential there, so.
0: All they do is waste potential. Like, they fucking ran Chris Stapp's Perzingis out of town. Like, I don't know how you do that. I don't either. Like everyone <laughs> loved him and he was like, I don't fucking wanna do this anymore. Um you got Bull Bull, who's the number eleven prospect on NBC sports right now. Um he's uh basically just really tall and skinny and long, um, like just taller and shit. He's also Manute Bull's kid. He's need, he's gonna need to probably gain some weight in order to care like yeah. in order to be a viable NBA uh five, but
1: who would be his like parallel that exists in the NBA right now. You think of like the Clint Capella type, if he had a like a yeah.
0: three game, yeah, something like that. Because he does have a three game. He right? does. He can shoot. Okay. Yeah, he can shoot a little bit. Um, like a Siakam. Yeah, so he can. Um, there's a chance he could turn into a stretch, uh, stretch five, um, mm-hmm. which is probably his ideal role. He's gonna like if he polishes his jump shot and um, figure like he's never. I don't th- like if he doesn't he's got to put on some pounds in order yeah. to be a viable low post threat. So he needs so he's either got to figure out how to play like that Yao Ming mid-range game and then add a three-point shot to go with his um, interior presence. Because yeah. the dude can block shots. Like there's no getting around that. Like he yeah. can protect the rim and he doesn't but if he gets back down, you know, that's he can end up in foul trouble really easy. Yeah. But that's a lot of, you know, you can't teach being tall. So yeah.
1: I feel like if Brooke Lopez can turn himself into a unicorn, then
0: fucking anyone, Bull Bull could definitely can do it.
1: Do it. I'm like any any NBA big can just practice shooting threes until they get good at it, right? Right. Now this kid's nineteen. Doing all it takes,
2: right?
0: Brooke Lopez did it in three years in his thirties. This kid's nineteen. He can fucking figure it out.
2: Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got to work at it. Um. Yeah, and Kobe White from uh um. The University of North Carolina, who, one, has awesome hair, and two, looks like an even better version of De'Aaron Fox, who does not suck at all. Um, yeah. like That guy's out there. There's a lot of really good players. There's some also quality picks from uh, from teams that have been competitive for their whole careers. There's a couple Gonzaga players. whose um, names I can't pull up off the top of my head, so I'm going to grab them real fast. Uh, da, da, da.
1: There's always Yeah,
0: Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura, um, who are both very good. Um, They might not, like, they might very much be sort of your Christian Leitner style effective uh, bench role players, but they'll be, it's very likely they'll be effective contributors. Uh, Nasser Little from UNC. I don't know anything about DeAndre Hunter, who's um, from Virginia, and I just sort of ignore Virginia players because they all bore me, but. (laughs) <laughs> I've never had have never had a Virginia
1: take, so I think this might be the first on all sports are bad. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing I know about uh, Virginia basketball is it's very defense heavy and not a lot of scoring. And if that's the case, then if this guy's just more Virginia, then I'm not real interested.
1: I'm learning about some of these guys right now, so. Yeah. Tell me about Taco Fall.
0: Taco Fall! Taco Fall was my favorite guy in the uh, who's declared for the draft. One, because his name is Taco Fall. Incredible. Which is just outstanding. Delicious name. So good. He is not spelled that one. That <laughs> no, one. <laughs> no, it's pronounced Taco, but it's not spelled like Taco. Um. But he is fucking enormous. Like it's, he, it's very, like, this kind of thing I was just saying about Bull bulls, like, you can't teach somebody be, to be tall. You cannot teach somebody to be, like, Taco Fall's, like, 7'3", 7'4", and, like, 315 pounds. Like, he's an enormous person. Yeah. And, uh, he's not currently in the top 50 for the draft class, but somebody is going to take a flyer on this dude. Because you, like I said, you can't teach somebody to be big. Yeah. Like And, um... If nothing else, you can put him in that sort of, like, Bogdan Bogdanovich role. Bog, um, Bog. No, no, not Bog Bog. Uh, Marjanovich. Um, Marjanovich. Marjanovic, yeah, that yeah. Marjanovic role where he gets, like, maybe 15 minutes of burn to be giant and try not to foul out. And, like, that's it. Like, seven foot seven. He's seven seven? Holy
1: shit. Seven foot seven. Wow. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, no, he's gigantic. Somebody's going to take a flyer on this cat. Yeah, I'm looking him up right now.
1: Sometimes we have one of those episodes where like we're just kind of looking shit up and talking about sports. That's this episode. This is this episode and other things also. Like sometimes we're like last week where we're tackling uh, much more difficult, uh, harder hitting topics that we put a lot more um, thought into. And then some yeah. episodes like this one in particular, where Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> we're basically just doing that.
0: I mean, like, we're talking about drafts right now, but only in terms of, like, are these guys going to be good? And stay tuned for our draft episode that is actually about drafts as a concept. So, that we're, shit's coming up. And then I do thing things. Where to, it's bu- the where... The, the, the uh, one-sentence take is drafts are bullshit.
1: Yeah, so. we do have a draft show coming up. Uh, drafts are not good, and we okay. don't like them. They're anti-labor, believe it or not, not.
0: They're anti-labor, and they're actually anti-competition as well. Yeah, they're uh, terrible. It's a
1: terrible fucking idea
0: to not to they don't not work.
1: Not allow players to have their
0: own. But what about parity? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, get um, the fuck out <laughs> of <you>. here. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's for another time. another We'll do that later. But like this particular draft class, like there's a lot of guys with really high ceilings and also guys who have really low floors, where you could be talking about like an all-time good draft class right now. Hmm. Um, the one I always remember is 2003, but that's recency bias. And I was like 17 when it happened. So yeah, like watching Carmelo and uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron James and uh, David West was in that draft. All these guys. I looked at some rankings of like best NBA draft classes of all time. And it's usually, it's always up there, but it's not one of the best. Um, but that's the one I remember.
1: What about, I mean, I think last year's had, has a chance to be amazing.
0: Yeah, that's possible. I mean,
1: we we get luca <laughs> luca um <laughs> Just foremost
0: uh, Aiton looks like he could be good um fucking the, the cat kid from a t l oh uh trey uh trey young, young yeah. trey young um the that cat who's on sacramento uh, exactly. marvin bagley the third he's been he played very yeah. well last year, like there were a lot of good players who came out of that, especially that top ten so. Yeah.
1: Shout out to the Kings being awesome.
0: Yeah, good for you. Honestly, I feel, I feel good for you. Yeah. Like, you've had such a tough time lately.
2: Yeah, can
1: be good so I don't have to feel bad about 2002 anymore? <laughs> Actually, I I'll never feel bad about that. It's yeah. funny
0: to me. It's kind of entertaining. Although, that was a much more fun team than that Lakers team.
1: Well, nothing's fun about any Lakers team, except for Showtime.
0: That's true. The Showtime Lakers team. are fun.
1: But what Lakers team has really been fun?
0: Last year's Lakers team wasn't unfun.
1: What do you it's fun if you want to see like them lose
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kinda want that. Yeah. I as a non Lakers fan, I kind of enjoy that. The
1: idea of the LeBron Lakers sounds amazing, but when you actually watch them play an entire season, not so great.
0: No, they were not enjoyable to watch.
1: The idea of it is fun. Yeah. LeBron and a bunch of kids with a lot of potential.
0: That all like, but that all operates under the presumption that we've all had for some time that like LeBron will be good for the young players, and that doesn't actually seem to be true. Um,
1: it was for the uh, the the score first kids. If yeah. if you're uh, not the ISO, because like Ingram is score first, but he's ISO ball score first. He needs yeah. a lot more time. He's not going to catch and shoot a lot. Kuzma, if you if LeBron hits Kuzma, Kuzma's either going to go to the rack or shoot immediately, and. That helped Kuzma's game a lot. He, like, he had his best season last year. Yeah. And he's probably only going to get better.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, I mentioned, like, the perfect young player LeBron teammate would probably be first-year J.J. Redick. Second-year yeah. J.J. Redick. Like, a guy who's been trained his whole career to shoot and distribute. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's what you do now, J.J.
1: Yeah. I mean, they... Clay Thompson, I think, is the prototypical LeBron teammate.
0: Yeah. That doesn't. That has never played with LeBron
1: before. Yeah, well, because
0: Clay doesn't need the ball, like, and LeBron needs to play with guys who don't need the ball. Yeah. you know, because LeBron has the ball; it's his ball. Clay, he, he decides if you get to have it and when.
1: Clay is like what the best three and D two in the game. Yeah, that sounds I right. So I, I mean, I would put Jimmy there, but Jimmy's like. I would take Clay's three game over Jimmy, and I think Clay's three game puts him over Jimmy in a lot of regards. But I think Jimmy's a better defender overall.
0: Yeah. Well, Jimmy's a better defender, but Jimmy's also less of a catch and shoot guy. Yeah, like, he's he's, he's a yeah he's a create his own shot three guy. Um, like he wants to dribble into his shot, which takes affects the way you run your offense, obviously. Um, and he's great at it. Like I'm not taking anything away from Jimmy Butler; he's an excellent player. But it wouldn't wouldn't work the same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think I'm like what other like 3 and D twos are out there that would like perfectly work with a LeBron James.
0: Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Other than I Cor- do think Corver. Corver.
1: I mean, he plays Corver, a lot Thompson, Thompson, Reddick.
0: Um You know, I honestly wonder how Andrew Wiggins career would have gone if he hadn't been um unceremoniously shipped off to Minnesota for Kevin Love.
1: Yeah. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is a lot like Brandon Ingram. Like one of the scariest things about it, Brandon Ingram is that there's two outcomes here. You become Andrew Wiggins or you become a version of Kevin Durant. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he's going to do the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brandon Ingram, but I don't think this thing is going to work out high ceiling, but I don't think he's going to get to that ceiling. Right. Okay.
0: You know, like, I don't know. Being a LeBron teammate seems to take something very specific. Like, I don't know. And I don't really know what it is outside of you have to be non-ball dominant and you have to be very willing to give the ball up to LeBron in any circumstance and really take direction from him specifically on the court. Yeah. Because I don't think he accepts anything less anymore. Yeah, I mean,
1: just... If you're big, look at what Kevin Love did because he did it. He he did it to great success. Mm-hmm. Like he, I I wouldn't say he morphed his game, but he definitely changed a little bit for LeBron, and he still was very very productive. He adapted doing <laughs> doing what LeBron needed him to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but some players can just d- play. Some players are so transcendent that they can just play their game. You know, and then just continue to play their game with LeBron and have it work out like Kyrie and Mm -hmm. uh, Wade.
0: Yeah, no, because Wade was able to do that. Kyrie was able to do that, except Kyrie decided he wanted to do it sans LeBron.
1: But very dumb. Yeah, really (laughs) dumb. Just one of the dumbest. Yeah,
0: (laughs) really stupid idea.
1: If Kevin Durant is making a good decision by leaving Golden State, uh, Kyrie Irving made the opposite decision. (laughs) So actually, it's a worst-case scenario. So this
0: this so this is a decent uh, ingress into something else we were going to try and talk about, which is those moments in which players come into opposition with their teams. Because KD clearly has some sort of issue with the Warriors, where he wants out. It might be a KD-related thing. It might be KD relates to the Warriors thing. With Kyrie, it was clearly much like... Clear, clearly much. Nice work, me. Um, clearly a uh, Kyrie wants to go define himself somewhere else thing. So what are like other good examples of those sort of toxic relationships between a player and a team?
1: Um, I always go back in my head to Barry Bonds and the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, he feuded with Jim Leland the fans hated him cuz he underperformed in the playoffs that's mm-hmm. what Barry Bonds used to do he used to <laughs> he used to be shitty in the playoffs and like it was a match that they should have just made happen in Pittsburgh because you first of all you haven't had this you haven't had good teams in a while and you have this chance to pair Bonilla and Bonds and just keep them there for as long as possible and go to the NLCS As much times as possible until you get that shot and get that ring, Mm -hmm. but they just let the bullshit get in the way. Which, like, thank you because I'm a Giants fan. (laughs) So thank you for allowing that bullshit to get in the way. The Giants did not allow that bullshit to get in the way. They just (laughs) ate it. Yeah, it's like all right. part of the deal about bonds and his relationship with the pirates where this should be a match made in heaven and it just doesn't work out terrell owens and the cowboys terrell owens and the eagles terrell owens and the 49ers (laughs) Um, they should have just made it work and especially in the 49ers case you should have just made that shit work with To. yeah dummies Um, would have
0: really been the best choice in the long run
1: the cowboys i don't know what version of T.O. they were... Ha- like, I don't think he was the most productive version of himself. I know the Eagles made a mistake by getting rid of him, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I Sure, Pretty he much insulted everyone Donovan McNabb, who's... who's incredible, yeah. but, you know.
0: Yeah, but T.O. is liable to say wild shit about anybody at any given moment, and then you just kind of go figure out how to smooth it over. Like, yeah. that's how that works.
1: And then he has those moments where he cries for his quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a,
0: that's it's, my quarterback. It's very
1: much <laughs> like he gets a
0: T.O. Yeah. is a roller coaster, and you, this is what you yeah. signed up for.
1: Yeah, take the highs and love them, and then take the lows and pretend that they're not happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but I always think back to the uh, Kobe and Shaq feud of the 2000s Lakers, who yeah. went back to back to back, and then Shaq was like, I can't fucking deal with this guy anymore, and split, yeah. which is kind of like... You, you described it earlier as sort of the inverse of the um, Durant thing, whereas basically one guy pushed the other star out as opposed to the star, like, pushing themselves out. But it's very reminiscent of it to me. Yeah. Um Like, Shaq, was, Shaq, Shaq and Kobe fucking did not like each other. Not even remotely. Yeah. They. I remember they wrote a couple of really terrible raps about it. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember there's a video of Shaq asking, I believe, attempting to freestyle at a party where he asks Kobe how my ass tastes. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> wild! Yeah, yeah no, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a real thing, and I can look it up if you want to. I don't recommend it. There's no there's no redeeming quality there. I have uh, <laughs> a
1: I just have a lot of thoughts about like that like series that led to Shaq League. And I didn't lead to it specifically. It was just like the Pistons series. Mm-hmm. Where Ben Wallace did a thing that Shaq had never like experienced in his playoff career. Ben Wallace was strong enough to hold Shaq for a series. And when I say hold him, hold him in the paint. So, you know, when Shaq is in the post, he leans up against you. And as he's leaning up against you, you got to be strong enough to hold Shaquille O'Neal up for an entire game or an entire series when you go on. most, Most, some of the best fives in the game have not been able to do that for a series, and he wears them down, whittles them down into nothing, and then Shaq wins. That's always been Shaq. Mm -hmm. That's always been his experience. He just wears you down. Ben Wallace held him for an entire fucking series, and the Pistons won. And I think he felt mortal, dude. Like, he felt vulnerable. Uh, More angry at Kobe than ever for whatever (laughs) reason. More angry at the Lakers. He's just like, it's like that part in, like, Avengers Infinity War where Hulk gets beat up by thanos and hulk's like "Ah, i hate this this fucking sucks dude i don't like any of this i am never coming out again that's what Shaq did he just was like no 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 that didn't happen none of this happened toby you you're a fucking idiot i hate you i hate you guys the bus family fuck you i'm leaving now bye i'm gonna go make new friends with someone else now be dwayne wade's guy that's
0: And then he won happened? a title, but then he won a title too, so Yeah, it was very much a good story, a good move for Shaq.
1: But it was a lot of things led to him leaving there. And I, I can't help but think that Ben Wallace kind of I wouldn't say exposing Shaq, but just doing a thing that no one had been able to do to Shaq. Well, ben
0: Wallace is incredible, first of all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is incredible. Um also shout out to Ben Wallace, division three basketball player. Undrafted, created a Hall of Fame career for himself.
1: Yeah. Incredible. That is wild.
0: That does that shit does not happen anymore. Yeah. Like, that's not something that happens. And he did it, and that's fucking amazing. Yep. Good for him.
1: Won a, won a title with the Bad Boys Part 2. Mm-hmm. 2004. Rip Hamilton. Rasheed Wallace. Chauncey Billups. <laughs> Chauncey Billups.
0: Good squad. Good, Good squad. squad.
1: I did not expect to lose to them. <laughs> ben Wallace, Sheed
0: Wallace... Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, and Tayshaun Prince. Tayshaun Prince, yes. There we go. That was was a starting five. That was a good fucking team. They Mm -hmm. were not fun to watch because they were very defense first.
1: Yeah. Which, like, I learned about this, like, Ben Wallace being able to hold Shaq thing up recently when I started just diving into, like, just videos about how, how, like, NBA strategies work. But yeah, yeah, apparently it really it really got into Shaq's head. Yeah, no, I believe was it. Actually, able to do that for an entire series and beat him.
0: Well, because like one of the one of the knocks on uh, Ben Wallace for his whole career was, and I, I probably think something that fed into why he wasn't given a D one scholarship is that he was considered undersized for the position he played, which was a four mm. or five. Like the dude could not shoot. Like he had to play near the post, and he was a rim protector, but he was only yeah. like six eight, six nine. Um, only six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. Um, but uh, so strong though. Yeah. But like, yeah. You look at like you look at the dude, and he is just yoked. Like mm-hmm. he is extremely strong. He's in extremely good shape, and that's how he six su- continued to succeed.
2: Yeah.
0: There's a great fucking anecdote I read in a story about um, NBA D League tryouts, where um, the uh, all these guys show up thinking they're going to scrimmage and play basketball and like prove that they have the skills. And it's a four it's a, like a four hour tryout and they spend the first two and a half hours basically just running and uh the guy running the thing is keeps screaming at them if you were good enough, you'd already be in the league yeah. so you got to be in better shape
2: hmm.
0: and that's like Ben Wallace in a nutshell to me yeah, you know. Yeah he had the spring he had the athleticism he had and he got himself in the condition to compete every day yeah. he didn't i don't know if he was all that skilled a basketball player but he would hustle he would, could go get a rebound he could go block a shot so yeah what
1: about some other teams and player accommodations that like should have like worked out that should have been absolute gangbusters and then just fallen out so i think a lot of like especially Living in Seattle, I think a lot of, like, Griffey and A-Rod. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It should have worked. But somehow in my head, I'm like, nah, they weren't actually made for each other because they would have stayed. or There wasn't a blow-up. You know what I mean? There wasn't enough drama. It was just the Mariners apparently didn't want to pay.
0: Yeah. That that was what happened with A-Rod, is that A-Rod was the most valuable player in baseball and the Mariners didn't want to pay him. Um, Griffey was up for a new contract and up for a big one and the Mariners didn't want to pay it. Yeah. Um, Did the Mariners trade him? They might have traded him.
1: No, I think he just signed with the Reds, right?
0: I think that's right. Yeah, but it's like the Mariners didn't want to give him what he wanted, and the Reds were going to give it to him, so he left. Um, God, who else? Percy Harvin and the the Seahawks
1: (laughs) had a pretty wild fucking...
0: That was was an up-and-down relationship, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: A lot of wide receivers. Golden, actually, a lot. Two Percy Harvin... And the Seahawks and Golden Tate and the Seahawks (laughs) have had some pretty fucked up um, situations unfold in their lives, which is wild. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that, like, they were life changing or anything. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't like having KD and then just he gets tired of you and then leaves. Because this is kind of insane where, like, a top three player of a championship winning team defending champs going to another finals is like that their their best player one of their best players is just kind of like oh, i don't want to do it man. i don't want to be here like that
0: it's weird because kd did this in oklahoma city too though right like to yeah. a degree yeah like not not to the same degree we he's just like fuck this yeah and then he went over to golden state
1: but there was no like KD, like, is better without KD. If anyone thought that or said that, they'd just be just ridiculed by literally everyone. Yeah. Nowadays, if you say that, it's like, oh, what a take. <laughs> Ooh, hot. Spicy.
0: <laughs> Do you have a morning talk show on ESPN3? Because maybe you should. <laughs>
1: I actually watched a Warriors uh, Blazers game on ESPN2 that was... The four panelists from The Jump, so Rachel Nichols, uh, Jalen mm. like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. it was just them, like, Twitch, Twitch TV style, like, just their faces, and they were just sitting there, like, eating popcorn, watching the game, and talking shit about it <laughs> while the whole game happened in live, real time. I opted for that over the actual broadcast. I want this
0: to be a real thing. Like they're tapping
1: into the gamer in me, and I'm like, yeah. I just want to see like four people just like have fun and talk shit about this game,
0: right? All now. right. I'm, I mean, I'm into it. I'm all for that. It was, it all was a lot that, of fun. I
1: watched. Honestly. I think. I think I actually watched Game Four like that.
0: Nice. Yeah, and like I don't know. We had examples for this quest for this question of other um, times this has happened, and we didn't write any of them down, so I don't remember them.
1: I had Barry Bonds.
0: Yeah, Barry Bonds.
1: <laughs> Barry Bonds and. I had KD twice
0: and the Kobe Shaq thing.
1: Kobe Shaq is a pretty big one. Um, I think this happens in baseball a lot more than it happens in a lot of other sports, where just like it doesn't work with a superstar player. Like, but it's never as like ridiculous and outlandish. Barry Bonds is probably the closest thing because Barry. A lot of things that Barry Bonds did was ridiculous and outlandish.
0: Yeah, well, because I'm like I don't really know what went down with the Johnny Damon from Boston to New York thing. And there's been a couple of those over the years. Yeah. I, think. I,
1: I can tell you from a math perspective, it was everyone overvalued Johnny Damon. <laughs> He's like a two-win player, and they give him so much money. Good for him for taking advantage of the market. I'm pro-union. But... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A. But you gave Steven him too a's much money. But Johnny Damon sucks. So and was never good. His arm was terrible. He took bad routes to the ball. He had low on base skills. Not not the best player in the world.
0: Eh, I don't care for it. RBIs. Things of this nature. <laughs> yeah, RBIs That's That's my impression. That's on my you fucking as Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> that's, like, that's going on my fucking tombstone. Ah, oh, Christ!
1: Um, all right. Once again, the crab rangoon tweet making its way into all sports are bad ASAP. Episode twenty one. <laughs> crab rangoon three weeks in a row. We're out here, just so you know.
0: Crab rangoon. We should just rename the ep- this podcast crab rangoon. <laughs> really change our market. <laughs> um, I want to like get kind of performatively pissed off at of the NFL for a hot second. Uh, oh yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. Because um, the NFL has decided that they're going to allow coaches to challenge um, pass interference calls and non-calls within the last two minutes, except on Hail Marys, which they will then come up with a definition for. And because the NFL has made it very clear what a catch is, I'm sure this is going to go <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And I like I cannot fucking wait for this to like straight up ruin the outcome of a game and everyone to lose their goddamn minds. It's gonna be the funniest thing in the world.
1: I've probably mentioned this before, but I, I have to mention it again: how absurd it is that I've been watching football, specifically the NFL, for basically my whole fucking life. I don't know what a catch is.
0: Nobody does. I
1: don't know. They don't know. I don't know. Anyone who tells me, I know what a catch is, is pretty obvious. Fuck you, you're lying. Get out of here. I hate you. I hate you.
0: (laughs) There's like, and they keep arguing about it. Every year, they have to like, come up with a new way to help define a catch. Like, what the, again, what the fuck is a football move? I don't know. I feel
1: like I had a pretty good idea of what a catch was in like the late 90s. Like, Like, I was a teenager trying to figure it out. I think I had a pretty good idea. And then, like, at some point in the mid-2000s, a football move came into play. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I wait for the referees to react, and then I go, yay! Or I go, (laughs) ah, fudge. And that's well, that's well. Now you wait for the referees
0: experience. to react, and then you wait for the referees to huddle together, and then they call for a replay, and then you wait for the replay, and you watch the replay seventy-seven times. Yeah, yeah. And then you all argue about it together wherever you're watching the game, yeah, and it's then the America. Yeah, and then the referee comes out and he says, "Upon further review, the play on the field is overturned."
1: <laughs> you know what? I I I. I love the fact that I went from cheering athletes doing incredible things to just cheering the things that old men say that are disappointing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that 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 I'm cheering that instead. I mean,
0: that's why I got into sports.
2: Yeah, no,
1: that's exactly (laughs) what my father told me. Wait for the old man to say a disappointing thing before you react, son. (laughs) This is how we watch sports.
0: Never have an opinion
1: until It's after. America, for Christ's sake. An old man has to say something before we know it's real. If someone in a striped
0: <laughs> shirt didn't say it, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> i so bad, dude. It's so it's dumb. So <laughs> I don't, like, I don't I'm going to take this moment to reiterate my personal stance that replay review on penalties is the dumbest fucking idea anyone has ever had. It's pretty bad. Um,
1: I'm not a fan of it. I'm also proud of getting things right,
0: though. Spectacularly stupid. Yeah. I also believe that the replay system as it exists is in a broken system and needs to be entirely overhauled, if not scrapped entirely.
1: Actually, I don't know if I mind the replay, like, all of the... I I like replay because I'm I'm a real stickler for getting it right.
0: (laughs) Well, look, man. Back in the day when they didn't have replay, everybody was watching on a, like, tube TV that ran four feet back and was seven inches high. But, like... Yeah, like, we couldn't see it before. Now, like, now we got HDTV we can see everything. Yeah. So, and especially now that we have this hyper slow mo shit and you can be like, oh, he barely juggled it right there and the nose sort of brushed the ground, so that's not a catch. Like, where yeah. really, none of that actually impacted the play. Yeah. Like, the way the play went, nothing, like, other than it being a catch or not a catch, nothing else changes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, th- that if that were, like, in play uh, 20 years ago, it would have robbed us of the Music City miracle. It would have just been the Music mm-hmm. City forward lateral. Yeah, yeah, it would have been over. <laughs> it would have been the forward pass. And it would have been over then, and there's no legacy there. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of things that would be different, but I'm still just, like, part of me is like, it has to be right. Like, I'm like, ah, it has to be right. So, like, well, I, I definitely think that replay or using instant replay for penalties is hella bad. I still am like I kinda of, don't hate pe- I don't hate replay uh,
0: conceptually. I do. I yeah. think it's dumb. Yeah but, but like I've been really <laughs> clear about this at times and yeah, I just think it's pointless.
1: I've been conditioned for seventeen years to cheer the reactions of old men rather yeah. than <laughs> rather than the actual play now.
0: I guess like this is this is overkill as an example, right? So imagine the um, I think it was the 2004 um, Democratic national Convention. Yeah, and Barack Obama gives the speech that like actually like really catapulted him to like the front forefront of yeah. um, the democratic political stage. I right? remember that it was very the most much. he like he went from being this guy who was just a junior center from Illinois to the most important person in the Democratic party.
1: I mean, just a quick say, I like personally like very much resonated with that speech that he made because like we just lost to a second term of George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. Kerry did not get it done. I was very That was the first election I was old enough to vote in. So I was very upset. Yeah. And like I thought we were going to get rid of Bush. It's didn't. a big fucking deal. And then Obama <laughs> makes that speech and it's like, okay, so we have a shot yeah. in four more years. We actually have, like, there's, like, this hope there. Yeah. So, and yeah. Which, you know, yeah.
0: obviously hope itself carried through in that campaign in a very yeah. specific way. It very much so. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah. laughs> but no, actually, upon further review, it turns out that Barack Obama used the wrong version of than... <laughs> So now he doesn't get to be president. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> four years later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty yeah, that's a good analogy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would <one's> fucking suck. <laughs>
0: that's the worst possible outcome. <laughs> and that's why I hate replay review. That fucking
1: speech that in two thousand four. That was a good you I remember the senator seat and just like had the best speech.
0: I remember that. that. It was fucking outstanding
1: fucking president of the united states and have a fucking speech
0: like that (laughs) oh you mean the current one no the
1: one that was george w but the war criminal one (laughs) no i thought you meant
0: chester cheetah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well no that guy doesn't have speeches he just says words and they're all bad words
0: even if he if he even says them sometimes they're just tweets it's very important that i am at the location that i am at the worst fucking words to say and then
1: just says them all out of order (laughs) (laughs) That's what he
2: does.
0: I'd like to to just point out today that it's been um, disclosed that last year um, Donald Trump spent $102 million of taxpayer money on him playing golf at his own resorts.
1: So if you're a libertarian that thinks that your taxpayer dollars should be left alone, I don't mean, think about that one. Mm-hmm. Consider this. Ah, you don't care. It doesn't matter. You don't. Your ideal structure don't is give a
0: shit. Fucking broken. You don't If you walk around calling yourself a libertarian, <laughs> you're probably a racist.
1: <laughs> I would. I would. Ninety-nine percent <laughs> a racist. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Definitely a racist. One
1: million percent a classist.
0: Oh yes, that's for sure. Like, why don't? Why can't these poor people just buy more stuff for themselves?
1: libertarians fucking suck <laughs>
0: like, they're just the
1: fucking worst
0: i hate them it's just I so hate them. dumb
1: it's just
0: so dumb all right do we have any more hype drags
1: oh man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not the good answer for this all right
0: well i'm gonna throw out a. we got to throw out an update on something we've covered in the past uh lorena martin um within the last month uh her case so she filed a kind of workplace discrimination case um, in the um, King County Public Courts. That was then uh, referred to Arbitration Court, where it would be a closed hearing with no records that would ever be released to the public. Um, she has appealed that ruling in order to hear that case in open court. Um so if we're ever going to learn more about what really happened between the Mariners, Lorena Martin, and whether or not uh, upper management had genuine issues with um, Dominicans or people of color, it's very important that this case is heard in open court. Because if it goes to arbitration court, those are sealed records and we'll never know anything else. Yeah.
1: So this is this is good news. This is a good, slow development. Yeah. That's Yeah, we're going to actually, we might actually get to hear... What's been going down yeah. in the Mariners' front office regarding their their alleged racism? That just looks like regular racism to me.
0: Yeah, no, to me as well. To but the court
1: of public opinion, I guess it's up in the air.
0: Everybody else seems to not care very much, but I'm very interested. Um, it's also so obviously if uh, Martin, if Doctor Martin wins her appeal, it'll, it'll be heard in open court, and we'll get to hear all of the complaints and all of the responses to yeah. it. If she loses her appeal, it will be heard in arbitration court, and um, we won't really get any information about it in the future, other than some sort of settlement information. Which will be telling in its own way, but not in the way I would like it to be. Um, Also, you know, the Mariners would very much like this to be heard in arbitration court. I wonder why. Yeah.
1: I wonder why. Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's three employees who are people of color who all have gone forward as to saying that Jerry DePoto is a racist and that a lot of his, his, his I, I guess, his his management style has reflected that racism in picking the uh, players on his team and, and the people who work for him. So that's yeah. important. I want to hear about
0: that. I would like to know more about this, personally. Fuck Jerry DePoto. Like Fuck Jerry guy. DePoto. It sucks. Tore apart a perfectly good team, although apparently trading Robbie Cano was the right move because that guy is not having a good year. Damn it!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh in, in the interest of full disclosure, I traded Robbie Cano to Jerry, to uh I almost said Jerry. <laughs> I traded Robbie Cano to Patrick in our fantasy league. It's I still not... believe.
1: <laughs> I dropped I dropped Jonathan VR to keep Robinson Cano, which I only did because I didn't <laughs> want to give you the fucking pleasure of me dropping Robinson Cano. I literally took an L on purpose because I don't want... (laughs) I don't want you to think you owned me on that fucking trade. You might have, though. (laughs) I definitely owned you on that
0: trade. Uh, That was... uh, You gave me... uh, Machado? No, you gave me Arenado and... um, Yeah, I think this was the Arenado trade. the the, the Kershaw trade? Yeah, Arenado. No, you gave me Arenado and Marcus Stroman for Clayton Kershaw and Robbie Cano.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Kershaw, so I'm not 100% mad about that one.
0: Yeah, I got well, you on that Manny Machado shit, though. You did get me on the Manny Machado trade.
1: Because then I flipped Aaron out of Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wait, wait I who got... did you
0: give me for Manny Machado? Hang on. I'm looking into this. I'm curious now.
1: I gave you someone very, very good.
0: Who was the Manny? The Manny Machado trade was, like, right out of the gate. We
1: literally did it on day two.
0: I gave you... Aaron Hicks and Matt Chapman, and you gave me Manny Machado and Eduardo Escobar.
1: Okay, I didn't actually flip. Okay, okay, I got Matt Chapman. That's who I. That's okay. who I've been targeting. Do
0: you still have Aaron Hicks?
1: I am gaming our system right now. <laughs> him on, and he he's in the IL. Oh, is he? Uh, he's not actually on the IL though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. was actually enough. wondering if I should just like drop him outright because I'd be like. Gaming the system in a system I built, so it's like, ah, fuck! I actually got to get rid of him now.
0: (laughs) Well, for what it's worth, um, Eduardo Escobar is having a better year than Manny Machado.
1: (laughs) I didn't want to get rid of Eduardo Escobar; like, I thought he was pretty good. But I have too many outfielders that can hit. Eduardo Escobar, just by me having to get rid of Aaron Hicks.
0: Uh, Eduardo Escobar is a shortstop and a third baseman.
1: Oh. Turns out I don't know my own personnel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's it going a hype track. <laughs> I, I, I think you wanted to hype something that happened in a Dodgers game.
0: I did. I saw this uh, right before we started recording. Um, so first of all, I want to hype, if a team's going to shift on you, you should bunt the other way. Yeah, this seems like a good plan, especially if you're a left-handed hitter, because that third is gonna be on the wrong side of second base.
1: Yeah, David Ortiz did that a long time ago, but it worked out like gangbusters for him.
0: I also want to hype Rich Hill. Uh huh. For saying after so, so he, the infield shifted and someone bunted against him, and he said, uh, "In which was very very uh, audible on air." Yeah, he said, "Fuck, fuck." Fuck! God damn it! Fuck! There's nobody fucking over there. The whole left side of the fucking infield is wide open. Yeah. Yeah, he did say those things. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Man, yeah, this is a direct. This is a direct quote. You can hear yeah. it on TV. <laughs> he's just yelling at. And he's just yelling at the bench coach for putting the shift on. Yeah. That's Richel, it.
1: A, a young Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Was very mad at his bench coach, apparently. And very mad. yelled it into the world. Very yelled his, mad. Yelled his anger into the world <laughs> for us to hear so we can have this hype drag. And I'm you a, want to drag shifting.
0: Yeah, shifting is stupid. I uh, don't hate shifting. I don't hate it either. Like, put the put the players wherever you want, but yeah. you're not allowed to get mad when somebody bunts.
1: Yeah. Because I'm, I'm very much like, go ahead and shift. Maybe players should learn to hit the other way. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems entirely reasonable to me. Should, okay, I have a hype dragon. Has nothing to do with sports. Moby, I am going to drag Moby. Okay, Why are you weird, Moby? Like,
0: what so, does Moby do besides exist? Because Moby existing is weird. So Moby's. So I am behind news. this, but well, I don't get it so far.
1: Moby's in the news right now because he claimed to have dated Natalie Portman in nineteen ninety nine. Was Natalie Portman was like she twelve in nineteen? She was 18 in his book that he just wrote and released. He claims she was 20. Not mathematically correct at all. All you have to do is look at her birth date and then look at 1999, the year that existed. And then go, (laughs) oh, that doesn't actually check out. So once again, Moby lied about that. And then Natalie Portman came forward and was like, we didn't date, dude. He was just an old dude that was creepy because I liked his music. And so apparently he was just a huge creep. But this isn't the first thing that Moby lied about. This is just the weirdest thing that Moby (laughs) lied about. A couple months ago, Moby lied about having been the front man of, like, legendary San Francisco hardcore band Flipper. All of the members denied it (laughs) outright. (laughs) So, like, Moby's lying about this. He's lying about that. What's going on with Moby? What's the deal?
0: Well, so, I'll say this. Not in his defense, but maybe as an explanation. This is the first time I've heard anyone at all say Moby's name since like 2004.
1: Well, Moby's making a... He's (laughs) saying wild shit out here (laughs) that I feel the need to respond
0: to. But that's probably why. Because when was the last time Moby said anything?
1: I don't know. I just thought he'd just
0: go be rich off of that Gwen Stefani money,
1: dude. (laughs) I would think
0: that, yeah. But no, he wants everyone to pay attention to him. So when I drag Moby
1: and then I'll hype... I. Natalie Portman for calling him out, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, it seems about right.
1: So Black Swan was a tight movie. So
0: I actually still haven't seen Black Swan. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, Darren Aronofsky stresses me out. Oh,
1: it was a fucking stre- <laughs> it was a stressful ass movie to watch. So that checks out. Do I have any sports hype drags? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, unless I want to just drag Palinka again. I, I would like
0: it. to note an omission that I made last week.
2: Hmm.
0: I failed to say that the IAAF, the International Association of Associated Federations, yeah, or whatever the fuck the name of that stupid fucking company is, yeah, they can go to hell. Right. I thought, did you not mention that? No, I, ne- I actually never once said the IAAF can go to hell, and telling things to go to hell is my catchphrase, and I failed in doing that. So, yeah. the IAAF can go to hell.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I'm like you said. A lot of things that could go to hell that are just like benign, and like, like. <laughs> and salami sandwiches can go to hell. <laughs> Fuck Swiss cheese. <laughs> Swiss cheese is garbage, though. I like Swiss cheese, actually. Oh, all right, I don't think it's very good cheese. Fuck Havarti. Who's that? Was a discussion last week. <laughs> possibly at your <laughs> establishment. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just remember I, someone recently mentioned Havarti in my presence, but I wasn't in a conversation about it.
1: I was. Mm. Havarti is lit. <laughs> Fuck Havarti. <laughs> Havarti can of, go to hell. The defender of Havarti. If you go to Trader Joe's, get the Danish aged Havarti. It is creamy as hell. It's, it's perfect. It's good.
0: It's no, perfect. no, I remember this. You guys were having a conversation about grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Mm.
1: Havarti has a place in the mix. In the mix, you don't just make a grilled cheese sandwich. No, no, you can't with only just use Havarti. Havarti. Then you're a That's fucking stupid. psychopath. I yeah. want to fucking get a restraining order <laughs> on you immediately. <laughs> but Havarti and like a super sharp cheddar. So you get the creamy, then you get like the sharpness of the cheddar, and then some kind of like meat protein to balance it out. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we again? What am I doing? What are we talking about? This is really good beer. (laughs) 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 Did we hit all the things that we wanted to hit? I think
0: we covered everything, yeah.
1: So this is episode 21 of All Sports Are Bad. You can hit us up at All Sports Are Bad. Tweet at us because we are selling ad space.
0: Buy ad space.
1: Buy ad space. It's probably affordable.
0: We actually don't know how much it costs yet.
1: You can get a minute before the cold open. Yeah, I'll just be like... We're selling a minute before the cold open, a minute at the end. We're
0: not selling one
1: in the middle. It just doesn't make
0: sense. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a show that like lends itself well to ad breaks, unfortunately. Uh, yeah.
1: But yeah, tweet at All Sports Are Bad for that. Tweet at Wildly Pointless if you want. to Tweet at Jake tweet at you can patrick hear all JCS. my cheese takes yeah you can tweet at patrick jcs if you want to hear more about why i don't like moby <laughs> and other artists weezer i'm looking at you uh,
0: truffle aged no gouda effect. is the best cheese
1: i like truffle aged gouda that's because it's fucking
0: yeah. delicious right it it's, fucking ex- it's excellent cheese incredible yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that actually yeah but anyways yes uh you can listen to us on the thing you're listening to us right now. Because if you're already listening to us, I guess you've already found it. Like, we I found already it. You found it.
0: <laughs> and when one of my friends say, where can I listen to it? I'm like, I don't know. Where the fuck do you get podcasts from?
1: Search it on the thing. Yeah. We're on Google. Called... We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on
0: SoundCloud. SoundCloud.
1: We're on Apple
0: I don't know. Podcasts. We're on yeah, Apple Podcasts. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Also, give us five yeah. star ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that. Just do that. Yeah, So. I just want to send yeah, to please war. please I like and subscribe. Yeah, um, I am sorry, Kevin Durant, you're
1: not a libertarian. Yeah, we don't know that for sure.
0: I'd like to think he's not a libertarian, but do we know that for sure? We're journalists, Patrick. I'm not a journalist.
2: <laughs> you might be.
0: I don't. I'm I not. doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> uh, fuck the IAAF.
1: Fuck the IAAF. Uh, out, not sorry to them. Sorry to KD. Not a libertarian. Once again, sorry to Joe Montana. Golden Arm did not kill those kids. But if he <laughs> did, it would suck and we would pay attention to it. But he didn't. But he didn't. He did not do that.
0: Okay. Bye, Internet. I'm waving. Have a good night or day. Whatever you listen to. Well, yeah, I don't know what time it is for you, but enjoy it. Bye, Internet.